0: Welcome to Melancholia Mood. This is your host here, Melissa. And today we are still discussing as a child what would I daydream of? And now today I have a guest with me. I'm so excited. And go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: My name is Juan. I'm just a regular person that just enjoys working on cars, having fun, playing video games. And just go out fishing and just not worry about life
0: oh okay now that's a lot of things that's a lot of things so today we will be discussing the previous topic that i touched base on last on last week's episode i should say so as you would know when i used to daydream as a child i would daydream about living or going beyond this huge mountain so one as a child what would you daydream about What was your aspirations, your hopes, your dreams, anything that you can give us about your life experience?
1: So as a child, I would daydream about, mainly like when I was doing football in middle school and high school, that I would maybe get a scholarship uh, to go to a college, Um, but that didn't work out, I got hurt during my sophomore year in high school. So I was out for a year trying to rebuild my knee from an injury. But other than that, that's what I really dreamt about for the time being.
0: Okay. So you had dreams about being a football player?
1: Yes, being more of an athletic, yes.
0: Okay. Any other deeper dreams that you've had about yourself, like your self growth as a person Anything that like what where did you imagine seeing yourself like into the future?
1: Mm, into the future I just saw myself as just having a family, um, having a home, having some place that I can actually call my my own place. Uh, like I, it was just time for me to get away from my family or fly away from the nest.
0: So let's dig a little bit deeper because I understand wanting to move away from a place that you're so used to or accustomed to. And it kind of feels like going into your own backyard, right? It's like the feeling of like you always remember like it's just normal, just your backyard. So that being said, how was your childhood going, growing up?
1: Well, it wasn't easy at first. Um, uh, My dad had left me when I was still an infant. So my mom was taking care of me, um, including my grandmother next door, uh, was helping out. And it was kind of tough because times when I asked my mom, hey, can I have this toy? It was only a couple of dollars. She's just like telling me, it's just like, no, not this time, hijo, not this time, Uh, next time. I'm like, okay. And I would just do what i best i could is like whatever she could afford or whatever she made for me i would always be appreciative of it
0: okay so your background when you're growing up your mother definitely was the patriarch of your family
1: yes she was
0: so she was the example that you were going towards when it comes to how you view women and how they hold themselves
1: yes um but sometimes it, like, I didn't want it to be my exact mother on that side. Little changes would have been different, but almost the same kind of feel.
0: Okay, so another question that I have for you here is going to be, if I could spend hours playing as a child, what would that be?
1: <laughs> well, the main thing that I had played with a lot when I was a child was uh, one of my uh, my dad, he bought me actually a basketball hoop, and I would always just pull that out from the side of the fence, throw throw two 40 pound bags of uh, corn, of deer corn on top of it to hold it. And then I'll just be out there from early in the morning. I think it was like nine o'clock in the morning until mm-hmm. like 10 o'clock at night, just shooting hoops and just trying to see if I can see the rim after it got dark. <laughs> Luckily, the street lamp next to me kept to get help me out a little bit but it was still pretty hard but it was fun that's why i would play for hours okay well
0: i have a funny story uh when i was growing up you know i lived in apartments of course so there was always that one like sandy uh swing like those you know like those um kids swings yeah and i used to want to I used to go as high as I could, you know, where, where you start feeling like the metal is like bouncing against each other mm-hmm. like it's oh, like I know
1: what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, OK, so growing up, um, I had a lot of I would say I had a lot of adventures. So I remember um, my student, my, my dad was at work and our stepmom mom was at work as well. And there was this neighborhood boy. His name was Evan mm-hmm. and <laughs> my sister had a huge crush on him. And then there's another uh, younger man, boy, called Scooter. And (laughs) I had a crush on him. And he was like, they were brothers. And of course, me and my sister were sisters. So um, one night, uh, because Evan and Scooter used to love playing basketball, they had dreams about being a basketball player. Okay. (laughs) and long story short my sister was trying to show off and she's like, oh um as in watch how high i could go (laughs) let
1: me guess she only went about a few inches off the ground and then fell flat no
0: that's not what happened she went high all right so she went high she's like melissa do you see me i'm like it was dark outside i can't see so my i must talk about myself in a positive light my smart very goba behind went right in front of her as she was coming up and she took my head where her when she was coming
1: (laughs) oh so so you basically took the whole booty to your face and fell to the ground oh it
0: was not her booty it was her legs her legs pinned me she she her her legs hit the back of my shoulder (laughs) so i went face down Mm. in front of my crush so can you imagine
1: Oh, that's pretty embarrassing for any person to do that <laughs> like like you go out you just like how always said you go you're trying to impress them and everything next thing you know you kind of make a damn full of yourself
0: it's okay though it's okay it's a life experience and i had so much fun doing it and that's what i would do when i when i was a kid i would love to sit on swings and swing as high as i can even though i know that i could typically get injured
1: yeah but on that note for swings here i got a story for you on that okay so in elementary school we had these uh big old swings there they were like the long chain swings that you can swing yourself pretty freaking high as 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 high as the freaking stand was for it right so me and my buddy me and him would always challenge each other it's like all right let's see who can go the highest but then we had a bright idea one day Let's go to the highest point and then jump off the swings. And me and him <laughs> would do it. The teachers would be looking at us in the distance like, what are you kids doing? Stop doing it. You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, We'll be fine. We'd do that like like a dozen times just having fun out recess doing this. And then freaking one day he landed a nice good uh, rock that kind of cut his leg a little bit open. Ouch! And me, I got a piece of wood with splinters stuck in my hand when I landed. So, oh, that was our experience with swings, a lot of fun, but <laughs> in eventually at the end, the teachers were right. We did hurt ourselves.
0: Talking about hurting ourselves as children. What is one thing that you realize as an adult now that hurt you as a child that you've experienced from your family?
1: Mm, that was a little tricky to say but i think it's more of what hurt me for my family was not having a father around to like really guide me and help me out but then my uh, my uncles they weren't helping me either the majority of them they would act like teenagers they, even though some of them were adults they wouldn't teach me or help me out or anything It's like oh you're god in the world you gotta take care of yourself now you gotta learn everything
0: Do you believe that that had an effect on how you discipline yourself as a grown adult now?
1: Yes, I do believe that now I kind of keep myself a bit of nonchalant against things. I kind of just don't really care at times and stuff like that. I don't discipline myself enough to where I should. I'd probably be a lot better and farther in life than I would be now, but it's what it, what it is, what it is, what the past is, the past is and what the future is now.
0: You're right, you're right. So, and and I agree with that. It's, it's like the nature versus nurture um statement, right? That we learn in school. Yep. But I feel like nature always conquers nurture regardless yeah it does it's it's just a factor of will even though it does hinder you like your growth like where you feel where you're like for example i can only talk about myself because i feel like i i was not i was not shown a lot of affection as a child and maybe (laughs) there is some outer surface of mine that is very rugged and Hard. But if you if you wait long enough, I am definitely a sweetheart. I can I'm a very affectionate person, I feel. Do you agree?
1: Oh, I do agree. And just like an onion, you're gonna peel layers to get to where you need to go to.
0: But onions are good for your for your body, right?
1: Yeah, they are. (laughs) But they're not good for your breath though. They 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 tend to stink it up and you're and then no one wants to kiss you. And and that's the truth. That's the the truth is what the the smell is. (laughs)
0: he got to learn how to handle the truth
1: and that's the hard part for some people i can say that for sure i'm one of those people
0: okay madam let's let's not let's not get crazy so another question i have for you Mm -hmm. the other question from the 10 the 10 questions that i found online with your childhood friends you love
1: to do what well with my childhood friends um Let's see. Well, we may like to like play video games. But the one thing that we did love to do the most was do airsoft. Hmm. Just go around shooting each other with uh, plastic BBs. Some of our friends have like some guns that were just real life and everything I did, too. But we all had a lot of fun just doing airsoft. We go to the forest. little, little We call it a forest, but it was just like a little bunch of trees in the park and go out there and just shoot each other here's another funny story about that though mm-hmm. so i had borrowed my mom's car because she let me use it to go pick up my friends so we can go airsofting over there in the in the park i come out with this black duffel bag and this lady's walking by thinking that we're gonna do some kind of freaking i don't know gun deal or something like that because she sees like us pull it up i pull it out and then she sees it on the table and everything. And she called the cops. And <laughs> we had the cops come show up and they're looking at us. We have our our uh, ballista, like our little ski mask on so it can protect our face. And then our um, goggles or glasses, whatever we use to protect our eyes. He walks up and he sees me with the M4 uh, rifle BB gun. And then a, a pistol on my hip my friends over here using a submachine gun and the other one's using a shotgun and he's just looking at us like. Mm. And then he sees the the orange tip on them And he's like oh you guys are just out here to have fun, I was like yeah. I'm guessing the lady that saw us come out of the car she had questions didn't she she he was just like yeah but you guys be safe don't hurt yourself
0: and this was back in the early 2000s
1: yes this was compared to now cops nowadays they just pull out your gun and they think it's a real gun
0: we're definitely not gonna head into that direction no (laughs) no we're not but I that sounds like a good childhood like you grew up having friends and having adventures and going out there and enjoying yourselves. that sounds like a a pretty good deal now you did did touch base on your mother yes your mother as i know today is a very strong-willed woman yes and is. i would say she's very proud of you yes uh Juan here is a ex-military air force specifically and um tell us about your experience in the military and how you believe that the way that your mother nurtured you have impacted the way that you grew up into becoming a man?
1: Um, well, the way my mom nurtured me is just to make sure that if you want respect, you have to give respect. And a lot of people nowadays, they don't see that. But like in the military, there's no such thing, especially in basic training, all you're doing is getting yelled at by your drill instructor like it's no tomorrow i mean it looks like it, it would build character Oh well, it does <laughs> it builds a lot of character and it also breaks a lot of people down i've witnessed it firsthand only the strong will survive yes but sometimes those after some people have some breakdowns then they realize oh i see how actually how my mind is not as strong as it should be and so they kind of rebuild themselves to survive through that there was a couple of guys that I had that they broke down pretty bad to where they were like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Joe Sergeant. I can't do this. And a couple of us guys, we try to convince them to stay and everything and say, Hey, bud, you got this right here for you. He's like, no, I can't do this. I, I, I got to go back home. I'm, I'm too scared. And I'm like, all right, bud, this is a choice you decide to make. And if you don't go, if you don't fight against it and make yourself stronger, what can you really do? So
0: you're from speaking to your mom myself, it, it's it seemed as though she was, she's the type of person who definitely gives positive reinforcement.
1: Yes, she does.
0: And it, she makes you question her like if you're, for example, I go to her most of the times and I'm having difficulty figuring out where I am as a person and where I want to go and she never gives me a direct answer and she kind of leaves me with questions to ask myself and so i believe that during your basic training that you are probably most likely question yourself and to figure out okay um this is where i'm at this is where i want to go so is this the best option for me
1: yeah and then the questions in the military they you ask yourself why am I here why I'm doing this (laughs) why did I sign my life away um but sometimes we just do it because we have nowhere else to go we have nothing else to really do like for me I made a deal with my mom uh year after high school after I graduated we made a deal well before even my senior year we made a deal if I'm not in college a year after high school i have to join the military and i just thought it was a joke and everything like that and i realized you know what she's right it's just like if you're gonna if you don't do one thing at least have a backup to have something else to work with
0: but what if your backup is not back <laughs> where are you now well
1: then you just try to find what it's just like how the plan is you have an a b c kind of plan but if any of that doesn't work you keep on going you try to find something that actually works for you and you just keep going until you actually find what you want what you need to do Hmm. even sometimes if it's not what you want to do but you have to do then do it at least it gets you somewhere instead of you being stagnant for the rest of your life so well that's
0: definitely true So in in my previous experience when growing up, um, it was hard for me to see a future because all I could think about was, okay, what's going to happen tomorrow? So with that being said, how overall, how did you feel about your childhood? what are the pros and the cons or not even cons was what what made you persevere
1: mm, what made me persevere was the motivation the drive and everything that my mom would give me to like hey you don't have to be like me you can do better you don't have to go to the same route i did uh you have to do the same jobs don't let anyone hold you back do what you want to do because at the end of the day if you don't do what you want to do your life is meaningless you 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 feel like your life is not fulfilled
0: just yes, because you didn't live the life that you
1: what you wanted
0: and there are moments in my life where I felt like you know this is this is the end for me like there is no moving forward and there's no going back and every time that i feel thought that I was going to lose my mind there is this small little spark inside of me that was just like you're still alive like you're still aware yeah
1: that's uh, to me that's well it is a spark but I think it's more of your your willingness to survive for you to survive mm-hmm. through anything so like say for instance you get stuck in the wild and you're trying to sur- survive until someone comes and finds you, but you know sometimes you know you, nobody comes. Yeah, nobody comes. <laughs> but then you gotta go looking for them.
0: You see, that's the hard part for me, because I'll wander forever.
1: Yeah. Well, the main thing you wanna do for any of that kind of situation, you gotta know your little bit of bearings of your basic survival kind of things. You do that, your sense of direction, and you be fine. But for some people, I know it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just what you've learned and what you've done as a kid.
0: Okay, so what it sounds like to me is what you're saying is that life is like a jungle or a forest that you often wonder, and if you need help, you need to reach out to someone because that's the that's the uh, analogy that I'm getting.
1: No, you gotta go and reach out for yourself. If you don't do things for yourself, you only call for help when you actually desperately need it.
0: Mm, i guess our opinions differ on that one and maybe that's just me being me i like to push through any anything that i am experiencing i like to conquer my experiences and say hey i am the best
1: <laughs> and that's the toxic part of me i know well that's that's a part of anybody anybody would in their in their minds would think that as well too but everyone has their own opinions and their own sayings i mean
0: i i think i'm pretty great no but no no no, 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 no. i'm saying you, if you i was lost know. in the jungle
1: uh-huh.
0: and i had no life support but the water and a, one pack of, of ramen noodle i think that i would make it out alive i know it's toxic to think about because there's bears there's panthers in the wild but I, I, those are hurdles there's, there's like it's like life hurdles and i think that i can conquer almost anything
1: well i'll tell you this animals are not the least light thing that you're going to be scared of at times because the main thing that so here's the thing you can go you can go about a week without eating but you can't go no more than two to three days without water because then you start losing your mind
0: so what are you saying about the human experience when in regards to the forest in life in general what are you trying to say
1: you gotta push through those hurdles you gotta fight through what you need to get done so you can get further in life
0: and that's why i'm a badass and i conquer everything maybe not with grace
1: <laughs> well you do not with grace but you do with a nice little wallop into the person's <laughs> face like i have finished i have done it
0: i mean yeah yeah (laughs) so moving forward now Mm -hmm. we touched base on your childhood you said that you did not really grow up with a father even though you you did end up having I
1: did have I did have a stepfather but he didn't really actually guide me or anything he was more worried about his actual three kids he had
0: for me but he provided some type of stability
1: he he, and comfort to your mother he did he did that for my mother but my mom was the only one who was actually really raising me
0: and she did a fantastic job she did even though we know that you know in a household you do need the two parents i 100 percent believe that the effects of not having a mother i I've, I've, i know the experience and um barely having a father yeah it's tough but uh, let me ask you this question before we end this episode would you because i know that you don't know what it's like to fully have a complete relationship with a father figure right Mm -hmm. so do you believe that the impact of having a mother or so sorry, having not having a father there is greater than having a mother there. So basically saying, would you rather have your father there and not have a mother, or would you rather have a mother and not have a father? Do you think that those two roles are, which one do you think it would have more of an effect on the child?
1: Well, either, I'm gonna honestly say either one no matter which way you go it's they're about the same for a father you'll get some qualities from your father that you don't get as a mo- from your mother and it's vice versa mm. the same thing if you have your mother but you don't have a father you get the you get the stuff from your mother but you're missing the stuff from your father mm. no matter what each way that you take you're still getting half of the pie but you're not getting the full part so you're missing pieces and where you got to find and do yourself
0: mm. Mm, preach that i agree i mean with with when i was growing up i did have my father in, in the households for a limited time but i did get most of his habits so i like to work a lot yes um when i work a lot it makes me feel fulfilled uh but it, it, i'm not so docile like i'm not so soft where i want to crumble or you know there's certain things that women teaches you that a father cannot just like a mother cannot teach you
1: things that what a father
0: can, can. right i didn't want to say the wrong thing so um i think that not having a mother as a woman was worse for me because no one taught me about the safetyness of being or the safety that you need when you're around men. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my father didn't teach me about men. I kind of watched his like his behavior
1: has been, like you may you basically your father was just a film for what you' learned for for uh, for men.
0: He was like an overshadowed like a outline. And then i filtered out what i didn't want but <laughs> i with my mother i wish that i had more of her because she is the most soft like when i say soft i don't i don't mean like she just she just didn't raise her voice like she just speaks to you at a normal tone like this is what it is so i'm happy that i had you here on our podcast and i hope that i see you or have you come back again for a different testimony
1: yeah well i appreciate you having me here because it's yeah, it's a fun thing to do it's just sometimes the truth comes out before we even know it that's
0: true and you have some pretty good stories to tell us <laughs> even some that i have not heard myself so and how can we find you online
1: well, you can find me online on Twitch. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and uh, Snapchat. The uh, my Twitch and my Instagram are both the same. It's uh, sin of X of X lust. Um, I do stream video games. I post that post little clips and videos of what games I do play. What great little things that happen in games for me.
0: Okay. So we can find you at Sin. And how
1: do you spell that? So it's going to be capital S, I, I, capital N, X, O, F, X, capital L, capital U, Five, and capital T.
0: Okay, that's a long name.
1: Oh, trust <laughs> me, there's people who have longer names than I do.
0: Well, this has been definitely an eye-opener to really getting to know you as a person and i really truly appreciate it and that concludes this session thank you all for joining in on our podcast today i am your host melissa i am a poet and an artist in a feeler of my own human experience and this has been with juan and i'll see you guys in the next session
1: Letters.